for the equaliser, and it's a beautifully sculpted score for is won by Armand Carline O'Hanlon, the right person in the right seat. Only for point number 10. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Sideline Eye podcast. We're delighted to be back for 2023, and we're looking forward to the Mechanic Cup. And we'll, of course, be looking forward later on to the league and the championship in the coming weeks. First up, it's Antrim against Armagh in the Athletic Rounds on Wednesday evening at half seven. And this is the first round of the Mechanic Cup. And I'm delighted to be joined by former Antrim goalkeeper and current Polly McNabb goalkeeper, Chris Kerr. Um, and he's going to help us look forward to this one, the first round. So, Chris, you're probably the perfect man to get on for this. As I said, former <laughs> Antrim keeper currently playing in the Armagh League. So... How did you enjoy your first year playing with Wally McNabb? Yeah, it was good. I, I I really enjoyed it. Like it was probably probably didn't know what to expect. And then um yeah, I suppose going to a new club, um, and especially a club and a team like Bally McNabb, um, you know, having to prove prove myself again and um to know the boys that basically didn't really know me and probably trying to gain their trust that they could they could trust me and and get in and and you know the competition for places throughout the team was really intense but in particular doing goals at Bally McNabb um you know it, it it the competition was you know you had to be at it every single night or you weren't going to play and that was just the way it was and um yeah I really enjoyed it and um yeah it was it was thinker's life left in this old lad yet like <laughs> <laughs> you'll give it an go then I'm, 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 I'm assuming <laughs> Um, <laughs> as long as they're not pulled out to come back <laughs> uh, Chris how did you find it how did you find the, the standard of Armagh club football I suppose having played for St Gauls for so long like how, how did you find the standard even compared to Antrim yeah it's probably um probably only when you come down it, it's there's not that big a difference the, probably the bigger difference is that I found was the emphasis it's placed on the league in Armagh um, I suppose the way it is in Tyrone too where it determines your what championship you could potentially play in the following season. Um, so I think it and it, each game and obviously with um we played in one B last year. You know it was every game was it it had like a championship feel to it. Um, that you wanted to get out of it and back up into Division One A. So, um, and I know even the other side of the table where where teams were fighting to stay in One B, um, that they would end up playing intermediate football if. if you know, if it didn't ha- if it didn't go well for them, so I think that's probably the big thing. Um, and obviously in Armagh, the the county players aren't don't play um at all really. You know, maybe once our or once our the they don't play until Armagh are, are finished. Whereas in Antrim, you would have played all the time. You would have played all the league matches as well. Um, and it, they sort of worked it that way. So that was probably the only two two differences. Like, but um, it was obviously very competitive and. Um. Obviously, in our case, we wanted to get back to one A, and 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 we did thankfully. Like so. Um. Yeah, looking forward to it this year. Like, and doing that's Chris. You obviously would have seen a lot of our players up close, and obviously training with Rory Grugan. But seeing the likes of Jason Duffy and Aidan Nugent when you when Bally McNabb played Collie Hanna, 
and the same against Maher, you would have seen the likes of Aiden Falker up close. Like so, yeah, it probably give you an insight into you know the sort of standard of player that's on the Armagh County team. No, definitely, and I think even even like I'm I'm living in Armagh now three years, like so even before playing in Armagh, would have went to a lot of um just games as a as a complete neutral and 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 seen obviously the standard of players um. And obviously, it showed when Armagh played this year how how talented their their forwards are is in Armagh. And you know, obviously, you mentioned the Holly Hanna lads, and um, obviously, Aidan Forker, Ben Creeley, um, playing with with Mahri, um, and obviously throughout the league as well. Probably boys that I wasn't more um familiar with, um, you know, and seeing them up close, you realise that you know just because they're not playing in you know championship finals every year. You know, it doesn't mean that they're not a good player. Like, and you, you can see that sort of laced throughout the, the top divisions in Armagh. And how how did you rate Armagh last year, Chris? Um, obviously, the league was a huge success for them, finishing third, and then that run into the quarterfinals and that, the dramatic penalty shootout defeat to Galway and everything. How did you how did you rate Armagh's season? Yeah, I was suppose it was it was probably like obviously I'm a I'm behind enemy lines like um living down here now like but I suppose like I went to all the home games um I suppose it brought up you could feel the excitement you know there was like a sense of excited people were excited to go to the games obviously you know Kerry coming to Armagh uh, Tyrone coming to Armagh you know massive crowds Monaghan um and I suppose Armagh got off their flyer last year with you know probably. No one but themselves thought that they would they would turn Dublin over in Croke Park on the lights, um, and and well deserved. They thought they were excellent, and uh, probably should have won by more. Um, and the same with Tyrone in the athletic rounds, um, they were excellent that day, and and definitely worthwhile their win. So they seem like they just came out and hit the ground running. I know there's always you know talk that they're always out training earlier and stuff, but you know for like it paid off last year. You know they got ahead before other teams were, um really at the races and and it showed and once you get the points on the board early um you know you can not relax but you can you know you don't have to be looking over your shoulder every single game and it sort of put them in a position where they could afford nearly to maybe lose a game or draw or you know not every game they had to win once they got those first couple of points on the board but I thought they were I thought they were very good um obviously Probably throughout the year, there were the players themselves and 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 management. There was probably the consistency. You know, you once it came to championship, they were, you know, Donegal the first day, um, pretty poor, and then against you know going to games and against Tyrone, and then seeing them against Donegal the second day it was like a different team. You know, and they're probably they're one of the few teams that I don't know if it's the influence of Kieran Donaghy and obviously the way he was involved in teams with Kerry, but. They're brilliant the way they let the ball off the boot. Like, you know, the the serious kick passers, obviously, they've seen it up close for Rory. Um, Rain, the way they can put the ball in the, in the full forward lane. So it must be, it's obviously, you know, a, a dream to play with them players if they can they can put the ball in like that, tell you, like. But um, obviously, the match against Galway was just insane. Like, just, you know, you didn't know. Probably should have been, I thought they should have been further ahead in the first half. A couple of goal chances. And then you just leave the door open for a, a talent, like a team that are, that are, you know, in the top ten, um, you know they'll be able to rein you in, obviously with Comer and Walsh and whoever it may be in the in their forward line. Like, so it's, I'd say, obviously going to penalties as well was just was just luck of a draw. Like you know they they hit it, it wouldn't have mattered. Like everyone was Ethan, Ethan had a, a brilliant year once he came in. Like you know I, I think that probably was one of the big things. You know it took people by surprise. Um, you know Blaine's been our man number one for maybe five years, six years now, and. 
Um, I suppose Ethan, obviously, I'd, I'd seen him up close with Grange before at how good of an athlete he is and how good of a footballer he is. He's, I mean, I, I think people forget how good of a, a an outfielder he is, like playing for his club and even playing for Armagh over the years. Like, so um, it probably didn't take me by surprise at how, how well he'd done. Um, you know, he's all the attributes and... He, um, you know, he was. It was exciting to see him play when he came out. He obviously came out and kicked them two points against Tyrone. And I think when you're probably a 36 year old goalkeeper watching that, you're you're just praying that some manager doesn't start asking, <laughs> start asking me to get involved in that. Like, but no, it was exciting. And obviously, that he, he was nominated for his All Star and rightly so. And um, you know, it'll be interesting to see how he, how he kicks on this year. And 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 because last year. Uh, it was a complete surprise. People weren't sure what they expect, you know, of them in goals and, and where they were going with it. And um, it'll be interesting to see what teams actually do against our man now to try and nullify his threat coming coming forward. Like so, um, no, I thought it was. I thought they were good. They were exciting, and um, there seemed to be a good buzz about our man. Um, you know, for those games, like um, it's not every day you get to go and watch David Clifford on a Sunday afternoon in our like you know, and it was. It was it was brilliant, like so. Um, yeah, it was. I think um, they'll be hof- hopefully trying to build on it. You know, the for all the <clears throat> for all the excitement and and everything they've done. I'm sure the players and the management will want to want silverware at the end of it, like so. Um, I'm sure they want to push on. Like, I think there, there's a lot of excitement getting into this year, and you can nearly feel it. Even the Mechanic Cup, like I don't know how players approach the Mechanic Cup if they they care that much about it or they just want to get out and sort of blow the cobwebs away, or whatever. But I think like the there could be a, a decent crowd at this game on on Wednesday night, and with us previewing it, Chris, it's in like this game's impossible to preview oh. because <laughs> the teams haven't played since whatever last July or last June or whenever it was. Yeah. So, um, I suppose we'll just talk about the maybe the new faces that have come in and what we're expecting from from Armagh. Like their Kieran Mackin was the last one last the big one last year. Sorry, he started the first round of the Mechanic Cup and played the whole way through the league. Picked up a, a bad injury and was unfortunate. Didn't play until the Galway game then in the championship. But Armagh, they'll be trying to find a couple of new faces that can add into the starting lineup. And just off where we were talking about a couple of them, and probably the two big ones is Kane McConville and Shane McParland. There, you're hoping that you're going to see them and they can carry the club form into county. Yeah, well, like obviously, like Kane was man of match in the last final and said before I was at last year's final against Clan Earn. I thought he was there thereabouts, Daphne for man of match as well. Like, so I'm sure he they'll be looking at him and, and seeing what, what he can do in an Armagh jersey and see if I can he can bring that across from, from playing across McLean. Like, um, but obviously, we played against um Shane for Clan Gale this year, and I was I was really impressed with him, like you know with midfield, uh, great left foot from play and and freeze, um, and then obviously in the championship I think he finished with nine points, like which is insane, like so, um, I'd say they're them two are the two, the two big names that you know would come to mind of, of who had a really good club championship that'll be trying to push on and 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 get it make way in that fifteen, like um, terms of players with McKenna Cup, uh. Even out for a walk earlier there, just the how cold it was. It was I was just walking out, thinking to myself, going, "Thank God I'm not standing the nets." Like someone belting you with balls, like in the middle or the start of January, freezing. Like um, it's one of those ones. It depends. Like some boys may have been out of their club championships, like in, in Antrim and other club championships. Some boys may have been out from July August time, so they'd be chomping at the bit to get get going again and and get full games or even a half a game under their belt. Um. And obviously, uh, both teams will be obviously priorities the league. But um, 
I know Andy McIntyre is is going to put. He'll probably put emphasis on the McKenna Cup. You know, he's he's from Meath, um, and he's he stated himself that he's um, that it's all well and good training, but he wants to see players in in against county teams and and no no better challenge than a than a Division One team who went really well last year. Like so, um, yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, I think there's four or five lads in with Andrew uh, new. Um, two goalkeepers, uh, Ryan O'Neill from Portland Own would be new to the panel this year. Uh, Ronan Hanna was there before. Um, would have deputised to myself when I, when I was playing, and then you've Michael Burns. So Michael sort of played the last league game and then the two championship matches last year. Like so, very like really inexperienced, probably goalkeeping trio there. Like so, it'll be interesting to see. Um, how that goes or what way he runs it. You know, giving boys maybe a half each or 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 what way. He works it for them, but um, I know the Ricky and Marty Johnson aren't involved, and now the Largie. So I mean, there's already three, three of your most experienced defenders and and your best defenders, and especially the physicality that the two Johnsons bring to the table. Like um, they they'll be a big loss. So um, I'm intrigued to see. Antrim have always had talented forwards, and um, you know there's there'll be no shortage there, but it'll be interesting. I'm interested to see how they go on Wednesday night and and who's there and who 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 puts down a marker to start in the league. I'm sure the same as Armagh. Um, they'll be looking to Monaghan the first league match. Um, who can get their way in there and um impress um McGinney and his backroom team. And just on um Andy McIntyre, Chris, what did you make of the appointment? It's a pretty high profile appointment. I think he said once he stepped down from me, that he wouldn't go back into county management. And in a couple of days, he was the Antrim manager. So um, what, what do you make of his appointment? And are you excited about him taking over Antrim? I will, like, obviously last year, I, I, I got asked back in myself and went back in for championship. Like, so it's it's all well and good making these statements that you're not go back until, <laughs> until you're back in the corner. And then that, that the buzz and the butterflies start kicking in again. Like, so, um, uh, yeah, look, he's like I obviously was in last year for a short period with with Enda and Stevie and and Sean Kelly from um singles. So you know they were they were very impressive. Um, uh, obviously in in terms of what they've done in the game themselves, but you know the the setup and the training and and the direction they were trying to bring after them. You know you could see what they were trying to do, and um, probably regret was probably not playing long enough under them. Um, and. It probably came as a shock that they did did step down, but um, Andy's come in like I mean, obviously managed Meath for for a long time, probably a solid Division Two team, um, the odd appearance in Division One, um, not too sure about his backroom team who's really brought in there. No, John McCluskey's name's been mentioned, but um, again, probably see it all firsthand on on Wednesday. Um, he's an All Ireland club winning manager with Bally Bowden, um, from Dublin, so. You know, he's he's no short no short of experience at that level. Um, so he had a few conversations with myself. Um, about you know he asked me to go back in and um you know what he was trying to do with the team and what he was how he was trying to build it and I know even by some of the lads he's brought back in he's you know he's looking at a you know a taller sort of more physical um lineup. So it'd be it'd be interesting to see if they can um if they bring that to the the party on, on Wednesday night like. I think the big thing under the McGinley Chris was getting out of Division 4 and getting into Division 3 and being competitive there and you know pushing on out of that and that's I'd say that's going to be Andy's target as well to push on and try to be, get out of Division 3 then 
Yeah, like I mean, I, I said it for a long time when it was planned. You know, Division Four is nearly the worst division to be in because you need six wins to get out of it, and to get six wins in any of the other leagues is near impossible. So, um, st- I, I would say staying in Division Three is is the big one because Division Three looks like it's ultra competitive. There's a lot of Ulster teams in there. Uh, Cavan, Fermanagh, Down, um, a lot of Derby matches, and then you've you've Tipperary and Westmeath um in there as well. So it's it's going to be a it's going to be a very tough league, and um they'll hopefully be getting off to a good start um when that kicks off. I think Antrim are similar to Armagh. Obviously, Division One and Division Three are like many Ulster Championships. Nearly, I think there's there's four in each. So yeah, um, I know from an Armagh point of view, we were I was certainly hoping that in the Mechanic Cup they wouldn't be drawn into the same group as throwing one hundred Donegal because uh-huh. really sick of looking at them at this stage and talking about them. So uh-huh. Antrim's in a similar situation with you know four Ulster teams being in Division Three. Big time, and then so they have they have Armagh in the championship, and then they have Cavan in the national league. So um, I suppose they'll probably get sort of. It's hard to tell in the mechanic cup. It'll be interesting to see what teams are laying out, both from Armagh and Cavan, and then it'll maybe you'll be able to see a bit better what what they expect further down the lane, like. But uh, it's all that just guessing, and I suppose it's it's great to have it back as well, like you know, it's it's good to have that excitement after club scenes over and Christmas break and all to have the mechanic cup back and. Um, well, inter inter county football back anyway, like so. It's um, it'll be interesting. I'm looking forward to Wednesday. And you you mentioned they meet Armagh and Antrim. Obviously, meet the first round of the championship. Um, I think it's April time. I'm not sure if my dates yet the April or something maybe. Um, I think so. But like, yeah. I think it's uh, it's it's the week after. Is that Easter Sunday Easter, or something? Maybe the week so. after, maybe or week before. Well, uh, maybe the week after. Maybe I'm not too sure. Uh, um, it's something like that. But obviously, that's. Three months down the line, Chris, whatever yeah. happens on Wednesday night, will it have any burn on, on what happens in April? I, I doubt it. I can't see it. I mean, for uh, for an Antrim player, you know, if you if you wanted an away game in terms of, you know, logistics and, and travel to, like, you know, you'd be looking at Armagh, like, it's probably a big positive. I think it's the best, I think it's the best pitch in Ulster as well. The athletic grounds for four games, like so. It's for a player. It's always I always, I always enjoy playing there against um our man. The occasions we did, um, but in terms of Burns and Championship, I mean Armagh are operating at a much higher league, a much higher level. Sorry, they're they're obviously the teams are going to be coming up against. They're in Division One for a reason, um, and then Antrim, you know, in Division Three now. Come come the end of it, come the end of the leagues, they both could be in Division Two. So you <laughs> don't know, like you know, so um. I need to watch some sand here because I get the house burnt out here normally. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that that is a possibility. But uh, yeah, come championship it'll be different. Obviously, you know injuries as well. Like you know, players are going to get injured in these games away. That you know because there's so there's so much emphasis on the league now. Um, that it's hell for leather, and and I'm sure both teams will be doing that. Um, come the league. Um, Wednesday night will just be. Is there anyone we can get a look at that's going to make an impact either off the bench or in the starting 15s? Like, so um, it'll be interesting to see how it goes. Like. I suppose the, the only thing would be like maybe an Antrim defender getting a chance to mark Ray O'Neill instead of, you know, in April, obviously it'll be completely different conditions and everything, but getting a chance to mark him, size up against him, see what see what he likes. Like that's the only positive maybe that, that a, an Antrim defender could take out of it and, and vice versa. Yeah, probably. Like, I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure after Christmas, uh, the last thing you want to be doing the Wednesday night is uh, running after Ray O'Neill in the <laughs> athletic grounds. Like, um, 
but yeah, look, this is why you play the game. I'm sure that you want to test yourself against the best, and he's surely he's in that bracket. You know, for me, he's a top five player in the country. Like, um, and um, you know, he's not the only one. You know, there's obviously Rory. I've seen up close, like throughout training and, and playing with Bally McNabb this year, and um, and how good a player he is. Um, obviously Supi and and Nugent and and whoever it may be. Like, you know, it's just a there's a list you could you could keep going on about, but um. Yeah, they'll, they'll want to go out, they'll want to prove themselves, they're brand new managers. So, do you know, Armagh, depends on the way Armagh approach it too, do they, do they throw a full team out and get boys a bit of minutes in the leg, legs before before playing or before playing Division 1 or do they, you know, play boys that maybe didn't get starts last year or was on the fringes of it and, and see what see what to do there. Um, and again, obviously, it'll be interesting to see what to do with the goalkeeping position as well. You know, it's like... Obviously, what Ethan done last year sort of it's probably put light bulbs off in, in, in managers' heads up and down the country. Um, but it'd be interesting to see is there if Armagh play Ethan or do they go back to just a you know a normal sort of orthodox goalkeeper? Um, so that will be interesting too to see to see what see what Armagh do in that front like. But um, yeah, it'll be good to have it back, and um, I'm sure both teams are looking forward to it in a way. And I suppose for Armagh as well, Chris, we were talking about, you know, the likes of Cian McConville coming in, but there's injured boys hopefully coming back as well. You've TK obviously missed the champ a good chunk of the championship and Ashin O'Neill as well missed, you know, it nearly all last year through injury. Yeah. So Armagh are gonna have them boys back and they're gonna be looking minutes in their legs as well as the new boys. Yeah, absolutely. I mean I mean just even Raymond them two off, you know, Tiernan was Tiernan had a very good league, I thought, last year. Um and then obviously Oshin, Oshin's, you know, Oshin goes into the team for me, like, you know, I think he's that good a player, like, um, obviously big Nell Grimley back as well after his um injury. So, and Kier Macken was, you know, missed championship as well, like, so I'm sure I'm, our, I'm sure them boys in general are, are chomping at the bit to get back to, like, um, and that'll obviously, you know, bring competition for places up for them. And it's only when you name them probably four as well, you realise how strong a panel there actually are. And, you know, was said about Kane. Kane will we hopefully well, they're hoping that he can transfer what he's done across the last couple of seasons over in the NRM jersey. And if they do, then good luck chasing him about on Wednesday. <laughs> I think we're all looking forward. Hopefully, Kane McConville gets gets game time. Obviously, as I said, we've nothing to judge this on because it's a fresh season and we don't know what even injuries or how training has been or nothing. But I suppose, Chris, before I let you let you go. How do you see both teams doing this year in terms of league and championship? Obviously, Armagh, the big thing will be stay in Division 1 and get a crack at the Ulster Championship. And for Antrim, yeah. as you said, probably stay in Division 3. And then, are you looking at a Talton Cup run, maybe? Or how do you see both teams? How, how do you see the seasons panning out? Yeah, that there's it. Like, I mean, for like for Antrim first, like you you want to you want to stay in Division Three, and if, obviously, if the opportunity if they, if they go well and you know it, they get a bit of momentum, then you obviously want to push on and get into Division Two. You know, Championship when it comes around, you know, see what happens. Like, I mean, you know, you're you're hoping at the time, like you nearly want the way it'll be is like Armagh need to have a bad day and Antrim need to have their best day to to have a chance. Um, obviously. Going by the last championship um day as well that Armagh played Antrim in the athletic grounds, so um I suppose that's at the the back of their minds now. Like, but during the league, they want to stay Division Three, and and hopefully if they can kick on and, and get into Division Two, and obviously Armagh's the same. They they'll want to 
they want to make sure that they're a seasoned Division One team. They'll want to get, hit the ground running. Um, local derby straight away, Monaghan, um, under new management Tulix. So um, I'm sure I'm sure the management and players will be targeting that game to get off to a good start. And you know, Division One, like the 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 quality of the league games last year were were unbelievable. Like so, it's it'll it'll be good to see, and I'm, I'm looking forward to actually getting across and seeing. You know, a couple of the big boys coming to town again, like and seeing how how our fair, like um, and the crowds that were going to get behind them last year was insane. Like, you know, it was full houses every nearly every league match. Like, so um, I'd say that they're hoping for for more of the same and and cementing their 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 place in Division One as a season team. Like, and in terms of championship, Chris, do you think is there an Ulster championship in this team? Because if there was one negative from twenty twenty two, it was the fact that that day in Bali Buffet. It just those championship just hasn't been going well for Armagh under over the last whatever since two thousand and eight they haven't got back to the final. So do you think yeah. is there enough quality in this team to, to push on and win those championship? Yeah, well I think you've seen that last year. Like the you know the the held their own in Division One, um, and then once you know what the, the played against Tyrone, beat Tyrone twice last year, uh, beat Donegal, um, in championship. Obviously had that humdinger with Galway. You know they're. They've shown that they're more than capable and have the quality to match these teams. And I suppose as the players, you know, it's everyone sitting watching. They'll be, you know, hoping that the, you know, that they can kick on and get to those um big days. I mean, it's obviously um, I grew up without our mad teams that were getting Ulster finals and winning Ulster championships for fun, like. And I'm sure this group of players are exactly the same and want and want to get there, like. But. It's all went well and good wanting to get there and, and, and going and doing it like so um I'd say that's what they're they're hoping for this year. Well we're definitely definitely hoping for a good championship run, but we'll not worry about that yet. <laughs> well, we'll worry, yet. <laughs> worry about the mechanic up first and see what happens on Wednesday night. Um obviously we'll be back, we'll be covering the game with previews, match reports and everything and as long as the uh, on another podcast as well, our review show coming up after the game on Wednesday. And so make sure to follow us on all our social media pages. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And also subscribe to our YouTube channel if that's where you get your podcast as well. Chris, thanks very much for coming on and hopefully we'll have a good game on Wednesday night. Yes, no problem, Sean. Thank you. Point number 10. Oh,